episode 155 of your best year starts here with Neil Martin and Nigel Risner. And at the end of the last episode, Nigel, you started to talk about something and said, let's, you know, I'll I'll cover this in the next one. So what was it? Go for it. So here's a cool exercise to do. Be aware that your negative self-talk plays out massive in your life and your positive self-talk plays massively in your life. So one of the exercises we often do with senior leaders is we ask people to write down, what is your negative self-talk? explain to me your negative self-talk so one of my negative self-talks is i always when you ask me do i want to introduce the episode my negative self-talk is i'll forget the title i'll forget what number episode is so that's my negative self-talk then you say how does that play out in your life well the way it plays out in my life is i never get a chance to introduce these episodes i never get a chance to share my passion i never get a chance to stand on stage i never get a chance to whatever and you'll be amazed that some of your negative self-talk and we have a lot of it, all of us, then has an impact on some things we do. So negative self-talk right now for some people might be, you know, the world is opening up. Um, I really want to charge different fees, but I don't know if they'll pay. So the, the outcome is we don't we don't charge the extra money, and we're surprised we're not earning as much money. And negative self-talk is uh, there's a lot of traffic out there, so I won't try and go to London because there's congestion charge and everything else, and then we don't get to go to the theatre and everything else. So we have negative self-talk. It then has an impact in our life. On the flip side is you can then have positive self-talk. So my positive self-talk is, you know, I'm doing really well. I'm going to up my fees. Mm-hmm. What's the positive impact on that? But I go one stage further with this exercise. I normally do it with a small group of people. So you share your negative self-talk all together. Then you share the impact it has. So everyone understands we all have it. Then when you share your positive self-talk, we ask the rest of the group what impact that will have and what we see for you in the future based on that positive self-talk. And what's amazing is what people see in us is different to what we see in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So very often, you know, I will play small and I'm not going to do the Marion Williamson poem, you know, you know, our deepest fear is not the way our inadequate, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond belief. Mm-hmm. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. And we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God and you playing small doesn't serve the world. And that's the point with our positive self-talk that sometimes even with positive self-talk, you know, someone will ask us what our fear is. And what we'll do is, is if it, it was supposed to be £100, we'll say they probably won't pay that in their minds. We'll charge 85 and they go, okay. Yeah. And then you realise you could have charged 100 Yeah. If you do positive self-talk and you shared it with some of your team, they'll go, you should be charging 115 yeah. because they will see something in you that you can't see in yourself. And that lack of clarity and that lack of power that we have in ourselves has an impact on the world. Now, I'm not saying... You can always overcharge or you can always charge more fees. But if I said to you, you know, um, I think you could probably be doing a different event or you could probably be working with other people because of what I see in you, you might be going, well, I'm only just starting. I'm only just doing this. Well, ask some of your friends, what power do they see in you and what do they think you could achieve in the world? Yeah. 
And if enough people share it, you'll be amazed what happens if you take on the internal message. The problem is that negative self-talk is so powerful that not only do we have it, it then impacts on our lives externally. Mm -hmm. So be careful when you put yourself down because it will then have an internal power on how you communicate with other people. And they don't know the backstory. So they don't know you've had a crap weekend. They don't know you've had problems with your client in the past. They're just hearing your speech. So for everyone who's listening again today, and we want you to share these messages because it, the more people we have putting out into the world positivity, the world will get a bit be a better place. But you're going to have self-talk. Really be aware how much self-talk is positive versus negative, but also ask some people in your closest circle what do they see inside of you that perhaps you can't see? Don't ask them for negative feedback, though. It doesn't help anybody. I, I think one of the interesting things in there, um, I wrote about this in my book, Dumbbeats Perfect. I've spoken about this a bunch of times on stage. Um, there's this thing that I refer to as your legends. And legends, are, it's legends rather than stories, because I think it goes deeper than just you know what the stories you tell yourself. It's what's everything that's been installed in you since you were born. You know, if you grew up where I grew up, if you're my gender, if you've got my ethnicity, you know, if you've got my religious background, if you went to my school, if you had parents like this, if your, you know, if your household had this in it, if you had this many bedrooms in your home, whatever the hell the thing is, you know, if you had this accent, that accent, we get so many beliefs around things that are kind of outside of our control, but the, the belief is in our control. We can change the story. We can change the narrative. We can't necessarily change the the events, but we can change the narrative around it. And all we have to find is one person or one example that disproves the story we've been telling ourselves. So that whole, you know, yeah, but people from around here don't do that. Okay, well, is there one person that did? Because if there's one person that did, guess what? I can be the second person. You know, and I think it's... I think it's so often we can get caught up in a self-talk that other people have given us. It's not even our own voice. It's the voice of, you know, generations before us and schooling and, and so many other things. And the, the question I, I very often ask around this is, you know, if I took two newborn babies and put them in front of you right now, you know, dressed in the exact same hospital clothing and whatever, they've literally just been born and they're in like a nursery in a hospital in front of you right now. You know nothing else about them. And I said, one of these two babies is going to be successful in, you know, in 30 years time. The other one's not. Which one is it? You couldn't tell me. But the minute, say, their parents walk into the room or I show you pictures of where they're going to live or I tell you which school they're going to go to or, you know, and I start to introduce some of the experiences that they're going to have in their life to you, you'll start to make a judgment. And you'll make a judgment based on, well, you know, if they're getting that opportunity, they'll probably do okay. Oh, well, if they're going to experience in that, then they probably won't. But guess what? It, it, it doesn't actually mean anything at all. It's just the beliefs that are going to get installed in them along that journey. And a kid can have the world's most negative experience. You know, the worst thing you could ever imagine happening to a child can happen to a child. And if they're given the right beliefs around it, they can go on to have an incredible life. Someone can have an incredibly gifted life where... All of the circumstances are things you go, that must be an ideal childhood. And they get the wrong story around it. It can be catastrophic for them. It's got absolutely nothing to do with the events. It's to do with the meaning that, that's given to them. And I know we've talked about this in many, many different ways, in many, many different episodes. But I do think it is so, so pivotal to our life experience. It's so essential to our life experience to stop. And in particular, just say, you know, is that actually true? 
is there any way I could disprove this? You know, if we were standing up in a court of law right now, could this be proven beyond reasonable doubt? Or is there a reasonable doubt that we can introduce? Because if we can introduce reasonable doubt, we wouldn't be able to use it to convict someone of a crime. We wouldn't be able to use it to win a legal case. If we can't use it to win a legal case, why are we using it to dictate what we do next in our lives? But you have very successful people who, doesn't matter what they do, it's never enough. And you have people who are unsuccessful who can prove by dedication, hard work, or finding the right mentor. You know, I, I remember watching that documentary about Ian Wright, the footballer. And all of a sudden, his old teacher who said to him, I think you'll make it. He met in the stand. And Ian Wright, this footballer who was a powerful player, stocky football player, who's got some amazing kids who also become football players. But that one conversation, I know you've done a whole podcast about one conversation. And we need to remember that very often our own internal conversation can change our lives. Yep. Sliding door moments can change our lives. But more importantly, how we view our world is sometimes based on external references or our own internal reference. And so for everyone who's listening today, be aware that the reality is it just is what it is. So one of the exercises one of my trainers did, and you'll like this exercise, he used to ask people, it was a Wednesday evening, and we were in a school, and everything was blacked out because that's the way this trainer did certain stuff. And he asked this question, are there any red buses in London tonight? What do you think the responses were? Well, of course. Of course there are. There must be. Based on what, Neil? Because there always are, right? Yeah. Based on what, though? The belief that there'll be red buses because there are red buses in London and we've all seen red buses in London and we've all seen TV with red buses in London. And Are there any red buses in London tonight? Well, there are always red buses in London, so there must be, right? And that's the problem. Unless you see it, there is no evidence. It's an assumption. And the argument that would go on, this would last, this exercise, about half an hour based on people saying, well, of course there are. Yep. And the trainer would say the same word, how do you know? Yep. And the only way you'll know is by evidence, by seeing it either for yourself yep. or seeing it for yourself. Because the minute you rely on other people, you're trusting their judgment. Yep. And I'm not saying you can't trust other people's judgment, but the only way you'll know for certain is if you see it yourself. Now, I expect a backlash from this episode on that <laughs> because people are going to go, well, that's not true and all that. You know, there are, t- I mean, it's no different to the people who think the world, you know, the world is the is earth flat. flat. Yeah, yeah, I knew the you were going to say Even when you've had people go up to the moon and they've taken a picture, they go, yeah, but that was a distorted picture. I'm just saying be aware of your reality and really trust yourself that if you've seen it, it might be true. But if you haven't seen it, you definitely know it can't. You, sorry, if you haven't seen it, you can't be sure. So when people say you'll never make it, based on what? Yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I think it's a really valid point that every, and this is slightly controversial in terms of backlash. Go for it. Not just me now. Go for every it. Every fact you've ever been given as a fact is actually just a widely held opinion. As in, there is no such thing as a de facto 100% fact. There is an opinion. There is a widely held opinion. And if lots of people agree on something, we call it a fact. But it doesn't mean that it can't be disproven at some point. It doesn't mean that actually the thing we all took for granted and we all assumed meant something actually meant something else. Yeah, You've just got to be able to prove otherwise. And if someone tells you, no, you can't do that, or, you know, oh, yeah, no, people from your background, you know, you, your, your chances of that are so small. Well, chances are so small, there's still a chance, right? 
you know, and who is anybody to say what can or can't be done other than to themselves? If I tell you, if, 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 I tell, if I tell you I can't do something, I'm right. Because if I genuinely believe I can't do something, I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to put the effort into it. I'm never going to take every single you know potential opportunity to do it. But you know, I had a conversation with somebody recently, and I um I was saying about you know the fact that there's not much you can't do if you really really want to, and you and you dedicate to it, and you're prepared to give other things up and whatever. And I said, you know, there there are, there are exceptions to that. You know, I'm probably never going to win the Formula One World Championship. Right? It's highly unlikely to happen. And people were looking at me like, well, it's impossible at your age. And what it's not impossible. You know, I could, if I wanted to, for example, you know, get myself into a financial position where I buy Formula One, I change the rules, and I set them up in such a way I win. Now, it's a pretty far-fetched example to think that you would do that. But is it theoretically possible? Yes. You know, could the next Formula One champion be somebody like Jeff Bezos? Absolutely it could. Because although we might think, you know, why would he be involved in Formula One and he's a bit old and whatever, he's got enough money he could throw at it that he could win that tournament if he really wanted to. Well, I was going to go a little bit more basic than that. Just, you know, the reality is, you know, and you know, having had a brain aneurysm, most people, when I say that, they go, yeah, my mother had that and they died. Yeah. I mean, just because one person does mean everyone else does and because someone has a different experience, what we have to be really aware of is our communication, the people we surround ourselves with, but more importantly, over everything else, not everyone's reality is the same as ours. So when someone says that's what they've seen and that's what is possible, well, that's their reality. You know, when we you know, when we thought about doing a podcast, in my opinion, I never thought we'd get to episode 154. No. That's just my reality because I know what my commitment levels are like. But fortunately, your technical skills and your persistence, we've done it. <laughs> The same as, you know, when we've both written books, when we've both done speeches, you know, I never thought I'd speak in the States in front of 6,500 people, but I've done it. Do I want to do it every single day? Not really, but but I've proven I can do it. And, you know, there's lots of things we've done, which we thought we couldn't do, and there's some things I'd love to do, and I'm not sure it's going to be possible. Yeah. Even if I dedicated, there's some things I don't think I can. However, I'm really aware of what I'm good at, and can I get even better at it? And I know what I'm not good at. Can I find someone who's good at it, who loves doing that? Yeah. You know, that idea of just following your passion. Follow your passion on something that you love doing. But, and we've used these words, but if you're in joy when you do it, it's easy to follow it. But there are people who go, well, you can just do anything you like. Well, you might think that, but you've got to love what you do. And you've got to be in a surrounding and a, and a um an outfit. You've got to be in a in a surrounding which allows you to fulfil your dreams. Yep. So if you don't like where you are, and I love the quote, if you don't like where you are, move. You're not a tree. Yep. You know, there's a situation where people could change behaviour by changing location, changing friends, even family. If it gets to that point, because there are times where we get stuck and we can't see a way out because we're stuck in the environment we're in. Yep. On a positive note. You can move. Yep. Yeah, you I mean, you know, you've you've always got power of choice. And even when it doesn't feel like it, you've always got power of choice. Even when it doesn't feel like it, you've always got power of choice. And again, we've talked about this before, but you know, if you um if you want to have a really good example of this, go and read Victor Frankel. I love my favorite book, Man Search for Meaning. Yeah, but just just go and read that book and you know it, we won't get into the detail of, of you know, the, the circumstances that he lived through and whatever, but 
his philosophy on how to get through some very, very difficult things. Um, most people don't find themselves in the situations as extreme as he was in and can learn something from that book. You know, it's, it, it, and it is, it's so much is, so much is the meaning you give to something rather than the thing that happens around you. So much is the meaning you give to something. And I think the more we can remember that, you know, the better our lives can be. And also the more we can have acceptance of other people because you can have the exact same experience with somebody else at the exact same time and it means something completely different to them. It doesn't mean that your meaning for it is right and theirs is wrong. It just means it's different. And I think if we embraced and accept those differences a lot more rather than going, you know, no, I'm right, you're wrong. Again, we'd make the world a much better place, right? You know, my my perception of this episode that we've just recorded is probably different from Nigel's. We're not going to have a debate about it, but if we did, you know, uh, one of us might try and argue that our own view of it's better than the other one. Well, it's not. It's just different. Let's just accept that and, you know, let's leave it at what it is. Take it at face value. Live today as today um, and not, you know, not try and overthink and over overprocess and over-intellectualise every single thing that we experience in life. For all our business clients who are listening right now, there are no difficult clients. They're just different. Yep. I'll leave you with that one. It's a good one. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. And you know the normal thing to do, we haven't mentioned this for a few episodes, but if you like what we do, leave a review, share this with your friends, all the good stuff. Help us grow this audience and get this message out to more people. Um, and if there are specific things that you've heard us talk about that you want to know more about, then you know do get in touch and we'll happily do more episodes on it or you know do whatever it is that you want us to do with you. And um, yeah, we'll leave it there and catch up with you very soon. Your best year.